All right, good evening, guys. It's such a blessing to be able to, to be up here and preach the Word of God. My name is, is Dustin. And what I want us to do is I want us to keep the talking going for a second. It's a little bit different. But as you have your tables, and you should have at least three people at your table, if not kind of move together with another table, I want you guys to look across at the people at your table. I want you guys to... I'll wait till it quiets down just a little bit. All right. I felt like the school teacher there. It's kind of nice. All right. I want you guys to look around your table. Most of you guys know everyone at your table, but I want you to say something. I want you to look at someone at your table and say you're glad they're here and you think that they're important. That's simple. Pick someone at your table and say that to them. All right, it's nice to do some things like this sometimes. Because as we're going to be learning tonight in the book of Corinthians, it's all about being a body together. It's all about this community. It's all about pouring in to the people at your table, actually getting to know them, seeing where they serve, seeing what they do for a living. It's time to pour out into what we have here. Like I said, it's such a blessing to be up here, and I like to start just a little bit crazy sometimes, but honestly, to get up here and be able to share with you guys and grow with you guys and learn with you guys, it's such a blessing. And it's nice to come here for this midweek pick-me-up. I mean, where else can you get amazing music like that and be touched with communion like that? Big hand for those guys. And of course, a special thanks for Sally for making an amazing dinner. We have such an amazing base. We have such an amazing church that loves to serve and wants to serve. It's just a, so much fun to be a part of and see all this stuff. But we are going through the book of Corinthians. And last week, if you were here, if not, it's online. Pastor Randy spoke about the introduction of these gifts that we're going to be going through. And I don't know about you, but I've met with Randy tons of times, and this is something I could listen to him speak about for hours, are these gifts, because he knows how important it is. He's super passionate about it because he wants to pour into everyone here so we're able to realize what these spiritual gifts are that we have at our fingertips. And he talked about the, the grace that God has shown us because he's, he's given us these gifts through the Spirit specifically designed for each and every one of us, he suited a gift for all of us here. And what he talked about were these, these spiritual gifts. And I don't know guys, if you know this, but we happen to be together. We have all been baptized in the Spirit. Once we take Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and understand what he's done in our lives for us, we have become one with the Spirit. And that's what we talked about last week. 
And I want to go back to two verses so it stays fresh in your minds and we can all get on the same page of what we're going to be talking about tonight. And the first one is going to be verse 7. And I have, it's tons of scripture tonight, guys, but it's fun scripture. So I'm going to have it be thrown up on the screen and some of it's going to be huge sums and we're going to break it down together. So don't get intimidated by the scripture. But I love what it says in verse 7. It says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. A spiritual gift is given to each of us. Everybody sitting in a seat tonight has a spiritual gift with them. And we close with verse 11 from last week. Put it up there. There will be a lot of scripture with it. So just pay attention to, to verse 11 first. It says, It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. The Spirit gave us these gifts. He alone knows what they can do. So that right there, as you're sitting at your table, I want you to feel a little bit of peace knowing that God is involved in your life and we have something to look for. We have all these spiritual gifts that God gave us. We have these keys to us. Some of us haven't reached into our pocket and picked out the keys yet. They're still sitting in there. But you guys know that we have these gifts just ready to be unlocked. And tonight we're going to explore what those gifts are and actually how we get there. And this is a fun uh, chapter to teach on because it's going to deal with this a lot about medical talk. And you guys may not know this, but I pretty much am a, a PhD because I live with an amazingly beautiful nurse and she hangs out with all these nurse friends and I watch tons of Grey's Anatomy and I watch Chicago Med. So I'm pretty much flown through medical school. So you guys are in for a treat because Paul is going to be talking about all this anatomy. So actually for the rest of the night, as I look out, you guys aren't people. You guys are actually going to be body parts to me. So that's all I'm picturing for the rest of the night. So I love you guys to grab your Bibles and we're going to stand and, and read from the Word of God. If you don't have your Bibles with you, we do have a few back there you can borrow or the Bible app or simply look to the screen and open up to chapter 12 and we're going to be reading verses 12 through 13. It says, a human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we shall share the same spirit. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for this time together that we can come, we can have fellowship we can just learn from each other. We can build relationships with each other. And it's all under your watchful, loving eye, Lord. I ask you to bless this evening and just take this evening where you want it to go and reach where it needs to be reached, Lord. It's your powerful name we pray. All God's people said, amen. So here we have... Verse 12, we're all made up of many parts. 
The human body is all many parts. And if you don't believe me, you guys can actually look on yourself. You guys are a body. And look down, you have so many different body parts. Talking about arms and legs and you have ears and all these organs. See, it's official medical talk right here. All this junk. <laughs> but all these things are put together to make up one body. But what we're going to be talking about tonight is yourselves being a whole body, all different parts, all of your different parts bringing together to make up one body, which is through Christ. That all of us are here to learn and work together to be built up into one body that's centered around Christ. And this is huge. I, I, really, I was going to wear medical scrubs and everything, but I don't want to be a prop guy all the time like some pastors. But uh, we have the word, <laughs> the term body is huge. Paul's trying to get a point across. And when Paul says something over and over and over again, he's repeating it because he wants you to understand the point that's trying to be made. And the word body is used in this chapter 18 times. This is a huge focus point for us. And I don't know if you guys were paying attention, but as we read Scripture in those last two verses, there was a word popping up that was repeated as well, and that word was one. I'm going to say it many times tonight, that we are one body together, that we are his church. We have all been brought together with Jesus centering us, and we get to be brought together using these things that he has specifically given to us. We are all on the same team, we're all working for the same cause, and we will all be working together. It's important that we stop and realize that, that it's not a competition, that this isn't Survivor where you're trying to make it all through and the last one wins. This is everyone running the race together, building each other up under Christ. And to continue on the medical talk, I'll put the chunk of scripture up there. We're going to go with verse 14. It says, yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. This point is very simple. That as you look around, there's a lot of people here. You guys are all different in your own ways. Your gifts are all going to be different in their own little way. How you're able to present yourself, to serve, all these things make you different. And that's important. That it's not just one part coming along. We're all not a bunch of elbows coming into this room. That we're all a little bit different. Now, this part's going to get a little bit weird because we're going to focus on four, four body parts. So just bear with me and get through this. In verse 15 through 16. The foot says, I am not a part of the body... I am not a hand. So here we have the foot talking to the hand. Normal thing. The foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand. That does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make that any less part of the body? So I was watching you guys as you walked in. I was paying close attention I knew we were going to be talking about feet and ears and stuff. And I looked, and I didn't see one person give a high five with a foot. 
It's a little-known fact that our feet are a wee bit jealous of our hands. Because hands are pretty remarkable if you think about it. I mean, they get to be out in the limelight. It's out in front for, for everyone to see. They're constantly being clean and washed and taken care of. Women get manicures, put on pretty nail polish. We all use lotion that smells super pretty. We take care of them. We wear wing, rings with diamonds, titanium, pearls, rubies, whatever you want. We decorate our hands. They're well taken care of. They're out in front. And then we got our feet that are shoved in the shoes or boots, sometimes with uh, socks that have a hole in them. Sometimes the, the soles are completely weared out, worn out. I mean, the feet don't get a lot of love. Just tucked away down at the bottom. I can just imagine the feet thinking to themselves, like, oh, man, I wish I could be up top. I wish I could be shaking hands and playing instruments. I wish I could be in front of everybody and just feeling a little bit bad about themselves that their feet, that they get stinky sometimes, that they're kind of stepped on, that they're constantly working and the hands have times to get the rest and do nothing. We stand like this a lot of the times and the feet are still tapping or doing something. The same can be said with the analogy just giving with the ears and the eyes. I mean... We've all been in relationships where the first thing you do is you, you gaze lovingly into their eyes and you see those deep brown eyes or those beautiful hazel eyes. I can't remember the last time that I met someone and said, I love your ears. It just doesn't work. <laughs> eyes are in the front of our head. It's what people can zero in on. It has so much range, and the ears are just tucked on the side, and you have to turn and do all this weird stuff. And the ears don't feel as loved. Yeah, you can get earrings, but that's the one-time thing, and that's it. So this is a little bit different. So we have the feet and these ears getting no love, just being forgotten about. And what Paul's saying here is that we have these spiritual gifts, and unfortunately what this church in Corinth was doing were taking these spiritual gifts and they were putting them up on platforms. They were making these gifts the eyes and the hands and they were making other gifts seem not as significant, the feet and the ears, which is totally wrong. They were butchering the system. It was never supposed to be this whole thing to get away from it that these spiritual gifts are any less important than the other ones. But yet they were doing that at this time. And unfortunately, I'm here to give the feet and ears a little love because God made us those feet. God made us those ears. And I'm not saying literally they made us like feet. Yeah, he did make us feet, but I'm saying if you're in a place where you feel like a foot, you can walk out of that spot. That's, that's a really good joke. I was so pumped up about that. I'm sorry. But you guys can walk out of that spot of where you're feeling bad as a foot. And the same thing as you're feeling like an ear. When you have these gifts, if you're feeling like you're not contributing anything, if you're feeling down like you're not serving enough, if you're just sitting in self-pity, God doesn't want that because God made you perfectly for this situation. He gave you this gift because he knows you can handle it to the best of its ability, that you can do something with that gift that someone over here cannot do. There is no point of 
classifying anything smaller or higher like that church in Corinth was doing. God rewards us and takes care of us. He wants to see these gifts flourish. As I mentioned already, this was specifically given to you. He knows what you're capable of. He knows what these gifts truly mean. And he picked you out to give this gift to so that we can work together and be one as his church. Now we're going to continue on with this whole foot and eye thing until I confuse you too much and you'll think it's a great message at the end. So in verse 17... If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts. And this part is huge, and I want you guys to underline this in your Bibles or just remember it. And God has put each part just where he wants it. God's driving this car, ship, automobile, whatever you want. God's in control of this, and he knows what he's given you. He knows that it's going to succeed. He knows that at times it may seem like you're not doing as much, that you're feeling a little bit down, that you feel like that foot and ear, but to him, you're up here because you're still serving, you're still using it, you're still doing this, that other people around the room and out in this world are realizing how valuable, how important that you truly are. And I want to go to Ephesians. I'm going to go back to Ephesians a couple times tonight because it goes pretty well hand in hand with what we're talking about. So God has put each part where he wants it. And I think it's important for us to realize that in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, for we are all God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And I like this version too. For we are his masterpiece created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand in order that we would walk in them. God picked you out. God gave you this. You are God's masterpiece these spiritual gifts that we're reading about, these eyes and ears that going back to the church in Corinth, were not meant to be broken apart. And it's important for us to take time and get remembered how valuable you are, how much of a masterpiece you truly are. That God spent time working on us to make us just who we are with all these parts to have the plan ahead of us. It's important to know that he's talking about a whole body where an eye, how would you hear anything? If we're all the same thing, what are we truly getting to accomplish? If we all have the same exact gift, what about the other gifts? How are we reaching everyone that we can reach? That we're not all meant to be the same person. That journey the church isn't some factory pumping out Christians with this perfect mold over and over again. I'm not supposed to be like Jeremy, and Jeremy's not exactly supposed to be like Jeff, and Jeff is not supposed to be exactly like Jeff, and the other Jeff, 
and then a couple gyms in there. They're not, we're not the same person over and over because then we're missing out of all these wonderful gifts and we're missing out of some people that we can reach and sometimes the one person that's feeling lowest that has that gift to offer is the one that's going to reach the most people. We have this right at our fingertips that it's not supposed to be the same. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be challenging ourselves. We're supposed to go through some of these hardships so we can see the goodness. That's going to bring us up in our, our table talk tonight. Give you a break from a lot of the scripture. And I want us to, if you lost a couple people at your table, move together. But I think this is important for us to dive into. I want you to look around your table and talk to the people. Chances are you've seen these people serve. We come here on Sundays, we come here on Wednesdays, we have Bible studies through the week. You see them at work, you see them at the store, we know each other. If you don't, now's your chance to actually get to know the people around your table. But I want you to share, and we got to get the wording right for this, what you think that the person across from you gifts are. And I'm going to put up a little word slide once the, you guys understand the question that lists different gifts that we actually have. And I'll, I'll read off a couple as you guys are going. But I just want you to say, as someone offhand, what you think their gifts are. It's up there. What you think their gifts are, what you think they're talented in, what you think they've been doing. Take notice of them. And once you go through everybody, then it's your, it's your chance to say what you think your gift is then it's your chance to say, oh, well, actually, I thought it was this, and kind of break apart. So go ahead, take a few moments, talk about it with each other, introduce yourselves to each other, say they're important again, but talk about the gifts.
You guys have a couple more minutes. Try to wrap it up in the next minute. All right, wrap it up. We're going to come back together. All right. I think times like this, are important because every time I'm going through a study, I try to turn it back to myself and how I've, I've best learned how I've gotten through certain things. And for a while, I can remember always attending church, but not doing anything, just keeping my seat warm. And it felt like other people had all these gifts. Everyone had kind of a direction they were going out of my circle of friends, and I, I didn't know what to do or how to contribute. And at times I would, I would get down, I'd feel like that foot did, and kind of just left out. I, I didn't know how to put my foot forward and start doing something. And it took some people actually noticing what I'm doing in my everyday life, what I was doing in church, to help me realize what some of my gifts truly were that sometimes you're just doing it as an everyday thing. You were not even aware of what your gifts are, and other people can see it. So I think it's great for us to go around and talk and do these things. I think that's the first step of actually realizing what our spiritual gifts are and start moving forward with those. Because I know as I look around, there are so many parts here that God's excited and happy to have us as one 
that there's so many wonderful servants here, all, so many different gifts I can see in this room already working together. And that's half the battle. As we go on, I'm going to go to verse 21. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. All of these parts are needed to function, to work in unison, to work together. And for some reason, when I heard this, I started to think of, I'm a, a dad of a little taller, I started to think about Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> that it would be so weird if we were saying we didn't need all these certain parts. That if we're missing a certain part, we're not going to be functioning as well as we would. If we left off, if he said he didn't want his feet anymore, and he didn't want his arms anymore, it's just a potato. We have all these things to equip us to make us so much more. I don't want us to be potatoes. I want us to be that masterpiece that God has given us, that God has destined us for. That we, can never, we shouldn't have these eyes saying to the hand that I don't need you because each part is relying on each other, that it's all dependent on each other, that it's so important that these gifts that he's given us, that he's talking about, the hand saying to this, the gifts were never meant to be unstructured. We build together. We grow together. It's something special. And in verse 22, we continue on with our body parts. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts. I think that's huge, remember. We protect those parts that should not be seen while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. And while that's all taking place, it says this makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. That if you feel, as you're sitting there, as one of these, you control one of these gifts, and it's just kind of looked past, that you're not feeling as equipped, I want you to know that you are something special, that you have people right next to you, growing with you, there to care for you, to let you know what you think your gifts are, let you know how important you are because you are something special, that we're all here to be in harmony, that we're all here to take care of each other, that we're all one body living together, breathing together, caring for each other, loving each other, just as God did that for us. You are God's masterpiece. And then I started to think about it, all this protection I think my feet are pretty warm and cozy right now. I have some comfy socks, newer shoes. It's protected against these elements. It knows that it's going to be running through some tough things. It knows it's going to get dirty, but it knows that it's protected. It knows it's looked after. It's cared for. Each and every one of us is protected and cared for. 
I know it's a lot of scripture, but we're going to keep on trucking. In verse 26, it says, If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. I want to read 27 one more time. It's even underlined for you guys. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. I was joking around when I said each of you are body parts looking out, but this part's true, that each of you are parts that are making up this body. There is not one person in this room that is not important to God. You mean something, and you have something, and it's important to realize it. That if we have that self-doubt and self-pity, to look around and ask someone for some help, to know, help them find out where they can excel so they'll feel even better. Be there for them. Show them where they can serve so they can better equip themselves and feel more a part of what God's doing. In Ephesians, this isn't up on the screen because I just was reading through something and I thought it was really important. It's Ephesians 4.16. It says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Look at that magic. It came up. <laughs> he makes the whole body fit together perfectly so the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. We all fit together perfectly. I know I said we're different, but we're different for a reason. And God has this all under control to make these little odds and ends fit together perfectly so we can grow and be full of love. To go back to our text in verse 28, we finally get down to this. Towards the end of the message, you finally get to hear about what all these spiritual gifts are now. So here are some of the parts that God has appointed for the church. First, are the apostles, second are the prophets, third are teachers, then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, and those who speak in unknown languages. Now, you can look at that list and, and try to figure out where you, you actually fit in. What spiritual gift you actually have? As we go on verse 29, Paul kindly answers it for us. Because are we supposed to have, you look at that whole list and you think about, oh, I'm supposed to have leadership, I'm supposed to be an apostle, I'm supposed to understand tongues, I'm supposed to do all these things. God's not meant to overwhelm you. So in verse 29 he says, are we apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we have the gift of healing? Do we have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we have the ability to interpret unknown languages? I love that last part. Of course not. We all have something that we are spiritually gifted in and just made for you. And like I've said over and over again, the word is perfect. 
is perfect what we're supposed to be doing. We have so many amazing people here at Journey that are just barely tapping into the spiritual gifts that we've noted. And it's so much fun seeing that flourish and move even more because I want you to know that every new person that comes in is able to pay attention to how special and unique you truly are and that may allow them to have their gifts released as well. And unfortunately, what the town was doing was getting all these shifts and he made it all powerful, all these great gifts that were put up on a pedestal. Everyone wanted to be up top. Everyone wanted to be preaching, talking the word. Everyone wanted to be the eyes and the hands, and they wanted to shout the gospel and be the one in front of everyone so everyone knew how important they were. And then they said, well, the rest of these gifts can kind of stay down here, but we're going to choose what we want. We want to be up at the absolute top, getting away from what God actually designed for them. And it's important we don't fall back into that trap because there's no such thing as a lesser gift. There's no such thing as a lesser Christian. There's no such thing as a, a, a minuscule unbeliever. You, we're all on the same level. We are all here working together. We're all super amazing and should be working together, not put on a pedestal, but we're all banded together as one, relying on each other as a chain would. And finally with this Last verse, you guys can take a sigh of relief as we go on to verse 31. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. But now, let me show you a way of life that is best of all. We're designed to show the love of Christ, to be helpful, to unleash our gifts, to rely on each other, to grow with each other, to band together, to be one body of Christ. And I thought the best way to, to explain this is to kind of unwind at the end of the night, and this shows how old I'm getting, I do a puzzle. And it relaxes me, and it just takes my mind off of everything. And what I do is I open up that puzzle, and I dump it all out. And I begin to see all these different colors, all these different sizes, and then I see the finished picture on the box, and it's like, how do I even get there? And I start putting it together. 500 pieces didn't seem like that much, but it's a lot. <laughs> but it's, it's good to know. I mean, I opened the package, and I dumped it out, so I know every single piece is going to be in there, and every single piece is going to fit together. That there are some pieces that look exactly the same, but they're off with just a tiny little bit to make their own unique way. That it's important that I can't force these pieces together. If, if I have one piece and I think it fits there, but it doesn't, and I start jamming it in there and hitting it with my fist and trying to make it fit, there's this poor little piece over here that's not going to make its way into its proper place in the puzzle. That as we have these spiritual gifts, we are not to pick and choose what we want. We are not to force ourselves as the church was back then. You have a place to fit perfectly. You have somewhere that you're going to be and you're going to succeed, that all the pieces are going to fit together and make this beautiful picture at the end. Each part in these seats are vital 
to making this journey together in Christ. That each of you have something amazingly to contribute, and God is so excited and so happy. And I got to tell you, from the leadership point of view, it's amazing to see because it's you guys that are making this all possible. The way that our members serve, to come and set up, to serve food, to greet people, to play music, to teach, to have stuff with kids, the administration, the organization, everything that comes together gives a chance for people to come up here and preach. So there should never be any levels whatsoever in the church because without one another, this doesn't happen. So you guys are important. It's amazing to see. And I love being a part of it. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for this time together that you can bring us here together, that we can have conversations and just get lost in your love and try to understand where we fit into this puzzle, that we all have spiritual gifts, and if we're having a tough time finding out what ours is, just be there and help us answer it in your time, Lord, that we're all designed perfectly by you, and you have that gift out there just for us so we can start to contribute a little bit more. I ask you to just equip us with everything we need. Give us that, that power to move forward that when we start to feel uncomfortable, we know that we're actually moving in the right direction, that you continue working in us. Help us share even more love and band together even stronger so we can come together as one. That if one part is hurting, we can notice it, that it just seems a little off, that we can pick that up and start walking together, start walking as a healthy, lovable group, as one under your leadership and guidance and grace. Ask us to empower us going out into the world this week and just letting the love of Christ flow through us. It's your amazing and powerful name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much. I know it was a lot of scripture, but we look forward to seeing the men foot golf this Saturday. If not, we'll see you at church. Thank you guys.